Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. Oh my goodness. Nicole, this is such a special day. Are you as excited as I am? Because I'm a little bit giddy pants over here. Oh my God. And when you giddy pants, then I can't handle it. So yeah, (laughs) it's it's my favorite thing ever when you get giddy pants. So this is such a fun day for me. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't. I mean, I'm clutching a crystal underneath the desk right now just to try to stay grounded. But uh, even that is like, it's just not enough because we have the most amazing special guests today. And yes, that's guests plural because today we have like two of our dream guests in the same room at the same time, the Zoom room. We have Kathleen Shannon and Emily Thompson from Being Boss on the Sparkle Hour right now. Yeah, right? Hey, hey. Oh my God. What is up, ladies? We're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us on the show. Holy for shit. sure. I am always down for anything that's called Sparkle Hour. Just throwing <laughs> that out there right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm going to get super official and read your bios for our audience who I know they know who you are, but just in case there's that one person who does not have a clue, we just want to bless them. So here's the, here's the scoop, y'all. Emily Thompson founded Indie Shopography, a design and strategy studio for online entrepreneurs in 2009. Emily has worked to help makers, coaches, and designers develop an online business model, strategize and launch websites, and grow their online business. Now, Kathleen Shannon is the founder of Braid Creative and Consulting, which is a boutique branding agency and consultancy, hard word, (laughs) and she co-owns that with her sister. She also does creative coaching and is regularly invited to speak on personal branding at design conferences and retreats. Together, Emily and Kathleen are the hosts of the top-ranked podcast, Being Boss. Holla! Mm -hmm. And this show has had help, or excuse me, this has helped thousands of creative entrepreneurs authentically brand and position themselves as creative experts. With hundreds of episodes and millions of downloads, they have a dedicated global audience that tunes in weekly for their advice and their illuminating interviews from a wide range of experts, including Brene Brown, Marie Forleo, and dozens of others. And we'll, of course, include links to their amazing podcast on our show notes. So with that, welcome, Emily and Kathleen. Thank Thank you. you. We are so excited to have you all here. And collectively, the Being Boss You is how we got (laughs) to know you. And uh, we've got to just enjoy all your brilliance and your... um, in your own businesses as well, the branding. And I'm just going to, I'm going to fall all over myself right now because I'm fangirling a little bit. We are yeah. fangirling hard over so here. You all, so this is too, too much. I know. Too I know. much. What Thanks. do you want to talk about? We want to talk about your new book because you guys have like a business baby together and it's, <laughs> it's kind of rad and we're excited about it. We do have a business baby together, Kathleen and I. So I feel like we've like gestated this baby longer than anyone has like should ever gestate babies for sure. <laughs> right. Like how long do elephants gestate? Don't they gestate? It's for, like 24 months. Yeah. That's kind of oh, what this book was. You're having an elephant baby between yep, the two of us. <laughs> I love elephants. So Which is so perfect. funny because have you guys ever heard that 
metaphor about eating the elephant and it's like one bite at a one time. bite at a time and it's like so oh. huge one who's eating elephants is that Out a there. thing is that it still used happening? to be but it okay. shouldn't happen i'm well, just saying it out loud it's for sure a metaphor i've been using a lot lately <laughs> And I'm known for butchering them. So I'm always like, is that right? Eating an elephant? Because oftentimes I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. Whenever we're writing a book, whenever we are creating any sort of project we are, it really is one bite at a time, one step at a time. It never feels as grand in the moment that you're working on it as it does whenever you're launching it. And even launch, I mean, Emily, we've talked about this before, like, there you still have so much work to do after something actually launches. That's really only the beginning. But this book has definitely been something that we've worked a long time leading up to. And it has really been one bite at a time. <laughs> Did it give you guys stretch marks? <laughs> we This project has expanded us in ways... It's funny. We went into it expecting it to. Like, I remember telling Kathleen at one point very early in the process, like writing the being boss book is going to make us be boss. Like it's going to make us like stand up and say what we need to say and work really hard and do all of these things that we talk about in ways that we had yet to do before. And so we went into it expecting to be stretched and expanded and to like work really hard and grow in unexpected ways. And even then it blew our minds. So even though we were like ready for it, we weren't ready for it. It was such a big project and something we both poured so much into, but to even be doing it and to see how much work went into it that was even beyond us, but like our team and the publishing team and the people they've pulled in to help as well. And the people who are really excited about sharing it with us, all of these things like, yes, so many stretch marks from birthing this baby for (laughs) sure. Yeah. Well, congratulations on, you know, moving through all of it, the birthing, the gestation, the stretch marks, <laughs> you know, each, each gray piece of, I don't know why I'm eating this thing and what even is it anymore. I just, you know, congratulations on that. That takes a lot to get through and to stick with it and to stay, you know, to, to stay in your truth as much as you can. And so my curiosity about that process is, is what did it do to for your relationship, you know, co-authoring a book, that's not an easy thing to do because you said you're, you were growing and expanding beyond what you thought together, but also separately. So what was that like for you to do this together? What, how did it impact your partnership? I loved it. I (laughs) cannot imagine writing a book by myself, honestly, or even if I do, I'm probably going to have to read it out loud to Emily over Skype and have a working session with her on it. You know, we've heard so many horror stories from authors who have been writing books and talking about how it's just the worst thing ever and it's so hard. And we had this built-in accountability and support and talent by really having each other for this process. And the process itself was one where, you know, we would figure out our outline and figure out who was writing what. And then we would get on a video conference together and read it out loud to each other. And through the process, we were kind of editing each other as we went. 
but also really supporting each other. And Emily might say, I don't really understand what you're saying here. And I would say, okay, well, what I'm really trying to talk about here is the idea of blank, blank, and blank. And Emily would sit there and in the Google Doc, start writing down what I was saying out loud. And I would do the same thing for her. So I feel like the amount of honesty and support that went into writing this that we had from each other is made it all the better. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. And it was one of those things where, you know, I don't think that I could write a book with just anyone. Like, I don't think it's the kind of thing where I now have the ability to write books with other people. I think it, I think it definitely takes this very special kind of relationship to like be that open and like to be that like pliable with each other. Cause there were definitely times where we would sit down and be like, you know, you can write better than this, or we're going to scratch this and start over or whatever it is. And we got to a point where not only were we seeing like our relationship grow, but like growing independently, like we both became significantly less precious about our creative work and like, and much more easily collaborative with other people. Like all of these things came from, it came from this project together. And one where we had definitely anticipated going into it with it being the hardest thing that we would ever do. And that it would probably not be as fun as we hoped it would be, but it ended up being more fun than we ever expected it to be. There were, there were days that I would leave the studio having laughed so hard for hours about just all kinds of crazy things. And I would leave and David would be like, you know, did you guys get anything done today? <laughs> like a chapter and a half or whatever it may be, because we were getting so much done, but we were also having a blast doing it. I feel like you have to have so much trust for with each other, trust in yourself, trust in the process and really trusting your partner. Did you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. And you know, that's one of our tenants whenever it comes to being boss. And so just to clarify for anyone listening who hasn't listened to our podcast, Being Boss, Being Boss is a podcast about mindset and habits and routines for creative entrepreneurs. And the book is really taking what the foundation that we've set in the podcast and bringing it to book format. And one of the things that we want every single listener or reader or you know, vacation attendee to experience whenever they interact with our brand is this feeling of self-reliance. Like, okay, I can trust myself. And listen, not every decision you're going to make is going to be the right one. But if you are putting one foot in front of the other and trusting yourself, you're going to get ahead. And so, yeah, we absolutely trust ourselves and we trust each other. And we've had to have each other's back through many parts of the process. And that's a huge thing whenever it comes to collaborating. Sometimes it's easy to want to... I don't know, like create friction, just like in any relationship, like to have something to push against. But then it's also really important to remember, okay, I've got your back and you've got my back. And we're really just trying to create the best thing that we can here. So we definitely had some battles that we had to pick with each other and, you know, even with the publisher or the design team. And we were really cognizant and discerning whenever it came to you know, what, what we were going to fight for, whether that was against each other, just saying like, Hey, maybe we should scratch this part of the book, or maybe we should save this for the next book to supporting each other with things like design and marketing Mm -hmm. and all the things that go into creating something and getting it out to the world. Right. And it was also a super, and everything we did had to be super conscious. Like we had to be so mindful about every step of the process. And part of that trusting each other 
came down to like the day to day, like, how are we going to write? And like, okay, you need to be like, have this kind of day (laughs) to sort of really be able to sit down and get into your flow easily. And same thing for mine and almost like having to create these like ideal working situations for each other, but also trusting each other to know that if our day wasn't ideal, we were still going to sit down and give it everything we have. Like, there was this, there was this like synergy that had to happen with like every step of that process, like down to like some really minute day to day tasks that we had to do to make it work. And so everything was just like super mindful and not only like me and my situation, but also, you know, Kathleen and her situation and making sure that we were both just going to do everything we could do to show up and sort of respect each other's time and creativity and all of those things. And we think it turned into a great product. (laughs) I will say like that kind of trust in each other to get it done is goes into the podcast as well and our working relationship across the board. And we would have never started a podcast with each other if we hadn't had a working relationship where we had established reliability and consistency and, you know, that own kind of personal brand where we were going to continue to show up for each other. Yeah. It feels like the timing was certainly... Right. I feel like if this had happened one year earlier, that it probably wouldn't have been the right time. You know, it takes time to develop trust with each other and to see each other how how you all work and how you flow and to really be able to have those hard conversations. Really, this timing just seemed perfect so that you could have each other's back and you could do all the things it takes to get through this process. You know, in particular, going the traditional publishing route and all that that brings to bear. So. As far as we're concerned, and Michelle and I want to talk about this really quickly, the product, it worked. (laughs) What you intended is what came out and it's what we saw in this book. And so we wanted to just touch on a few of our favorite chapters from it, if you all don't mind. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, Nicole and I were were actually talking this morning before coming on with y'all and we agreed that it really felt like your podcast and your brand was just distilled down in the most perfect way. Yes. Success. (laughs) Total success. I mean, like if you've seen the Nailed It commercial, like I feel like you guys embody that. You know, Uh, that means so much coming from the two of you, though, because whenever we were thinking about who we're writing this book for, I mean, we see both of your faces. Uh I mean, not only listen to the podcast, you've shown up to our events, we've seen each other in real life. And there is something that, you know, happens between showing up on a podcast or writing on a blog to being in person on video and then being in real life. And I feel like we've done all of those things together. So it really means a lot to get your seal of approval <laughs> on this book. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Like we really do. We loved it. We were so honored that we were able to get some advanced copies. So it just felt neat to be able to be in your heads and see like how your process came to bear. And with that, like I definitely have my favorite chapter. They're all great. And y'all, what's really ex- especially impressive about this is like we said, it's really distilled down. So you've got, it's just six chapters, you know, it's not like war and peace where you're going to be like just slogging through it like you're excited to read everything in it and what I also love is that it's so not a typical business book like the fact that you write for creative entrepreneurs and like this particular audience anybody can do like the things that are in here but it so speaks 
I mean, it doesn't just speak. It fucking sings. It sings, you guys. And with that, my very favorite chapter has to be chapter two, all about boss mindset, because that is my jam. That's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. And yet, the one that I needed to hear the most and, and continually spend time in was chapter four with habits and routines. Because like, you can have the most boss-ass mindset on the planet, super positive, you're going to bust through. But if you don't put it into practice with your daily habits and your routines and then add in some fun rituals on top, you're not going to go anywhere. So thank you for that. Thank you. It's so true. And, you know, the things that we wrote about are things that we actually do and practice ourselves. So even today, as of recording this, it's a new moon. I sat down with my journal and started writing out my intentions because so much of your will and your actions follow your thoughts and intentions. And so staying in that boss mindset, but then also writing it down. I mean, we have a few different sections in our book where we're talking about journaling prompts. And for me, you know, I fell out of that practice this winter and I needed to come back to it. And you, I, we're like anybody else where we have to write it down, get the systems in place and really navigate a lot of challenges and decisions that had to be made that have to be made by relying on those habits and routines and even self-care practices that allow us to be most boss. So I'm just throwing this out there to say we practice what we preach and we rely on these tools to get it all done as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as I was reading through too, I, God, I told Michelle, I said, you know, this is, again, like she said, it's the it's not your typical business book, which amen to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for not being boring. You're welcome. Thank you. And it's just, you know, being people like Michelle and I have been listening from the beginning and have kind of followed your journey, you know, to see all the things that are just these like nuggets of wisdom along the way in one place is really special. But also just to see your voices very clearly in here and that we know, and this is what's so cool about it. We know that y'all do this. You know, you don't have to sell it to us. You just have put it in a nice little package for us to, you know, it's like a little Bible here. We're like, oh, what does Emily say about mindset? You know, it's it's really special in that way, but it's also going to translate to people who don't know you and they're going to get this refreshing experience of what it means to look at business in a different way where you talk about what it's like to partner with it the positives and the drawbacks of partnership, what it's like to have hard conversations, lighting a candle and using it for reflection and you know, just all those things. I mean, when do you see those in business books? And you're not just doing the fluffy rainbows and kitten stuff. You're saying, this is the really hard shit. This is the really cool shit. These are the things you need to do in between. And just absolutely loved it. So thank you so much for showing up and fighting for whatever you fought for, keeping this book that showed up as you all. Awesome. Oh, I, we do appreciate that so terribly much. We we're just sort of getting into all the interviews and, and all of the things. And so like, it's still getting like cold chills hearing not only that people have actually read it, because I think maybe like five people in the world right now or so have read the book, which is super exciting, but that, you know, you guys as listeners have gotten so much out of it and see the being boss brand in it because I want to touch on two things that you said. And one, the fact that it is like distilled down everything that we've been talking about for over three years now mm-hmm. at the Being Boss podcast, having having to take all of that that we've like 
taken from our own conversations and our own experience, but also that of other bosses who are in the world, you know, living and working their own lives, taking all of it and distilling it down into a single book was one, our goal (laughs) and not an easy one. And two was something that we have labored super hard at like just getting down to the nuts and bolts of it. Like there are so many parts of this book that were removed because they were getting off course or just getting a little repetitive or whatever. Like distilling it down as far as possible was absolutely the goal. And secondly, the idea of like this like ideal timing of creating this book because as we were creating it and even more so really in the past month or two of getting closer and closer to launch day and really seeing what it has become even before it's even launched has also given me the sense of this is the time when this book is supposed to come out. Like we were supposed to have written it a year ago. We were supposed to like labor through all the processes of getting it done. And it is supposed to come out in, you know, spring of 2018. Like all of these things are aligning in a way that, you know, I don't, I don't really put much into, into some woo things as woo as I may sound sometimes, but this is feeling pretty magical in a lot of ways. And I do feel like not only were Kathleen and I ready to write this book and to like create and gestate and birth and all of these things, but I think that the world is ready for this book in a way that it probably hasn't ever been before, but is coming time for these things to be said in a way that's super easy for anyone to digest. You know, and touching on it not being a typical business book, I think that now is the time where creatives and entrepreneurs, and I mean, we say creative entrepreneurs, but this is for anybody, whether you're working a day job or not to just say it's for anybody, because as someone who's in branding and marketing myself, I know that if you try to be everything to everyone, you're saying nothing to no one. But I think that the point that we really wanted to make in this book, specifically to creative entrepreneurs, is that the business experience for us today in this world is a complex and layered experience. And there is some spirituality involved and there is some mindset involved and there is some magic involved. But then there's also some like bottom line numbers. We're about business and making a profit doing that. We're about having systems and habits in place so that we're showing up and doing the work even whenever it doesn't look glamorous. And we wanted to layer all of those experiences together in one place that feels the way it feels for us to be boss and hopefully for you all as listeners to be boss. And that's what we're all striving for. Was that part of what made you decide to put in all the worksheets and things like that. Those are things that you would normally get when you're working with a business coach, you know, and it felt so just, it felt like a really beautiful personal touch to have those included. And I'm so excited because like this copy, I'm just marking the hell out of it. But then like my, my real one (laughs) with the pretty cover, that one is not getting touched. Like that's just going to be like my, my little coffee table Bible. And this one I'm going to just work the hell out of. (laughs) I love that you mentioned that we just, love a worksheet like we help <laughs> but outline it. I mean any concept we have we're like let's make them let's turn it into a metaphor and a worksheet yes please How can we do that <laughs> So it's funny that you mentioned the worksheets in the actual book. We wanted this to be something that people could mark up and tab and 
fill out and write in the margins. And I imagine almost like a recipe book, like, you know, your best cookbooks are the ones that have some cake batter in between the pages and some like your grandma's writing in the margins, like the kind of thing that gets passed down. And we wanted our book to feel like that. But if you don't want to write in your actual physical book, and we are recommending anyone who buys the book to buy the physical copy Mm -hmm. because it is so beautiful. It is so unlike any other business book that we have full color, we have photographs, we have worksheets in there that you can fill out, but you can download the worksheets online as well. And we're going to be recording our audio soon for the audio version of the book later this month. So yeah, lots of things are happening where people can consume this book in a lot of different ways, which is exactly how we've approached the podcast where we're not only recording the podcast and having interviews with each other, people can go online to our website and download resources and worksheets because yeah, we love a worksheet and we're coaches by training and by trade. So that's what we do. Yeah, right. I and can't I also think of anything better than hearing the audio of this. Oh my God, can't wait. We can't wait to record it. I'm super stoked. I was like reviewing like the script yesterday and caught myself just reading the book and trying to like say it in my head the way I wanted to say it out loud. It's I can imagine the experience of recording it is going to just add a whole nother level of appreciation to the creative like endeavor that went into creating this book for sure. But I also want to say in terms of the book, we didn't want it to be a normal business book. Like whenever we even pitched it, we were like, this is, this is not what this is going to be. We are not just going to write about like, you know, numbers and followings and all of those things. This is going to have some soul to it for sure. And part of it having a soul was that it would be beautiful is that we, we did not pitch a book that was just, you know, black ink on white paper that was, you know, had no awesomeness to it. Not that <laughs> those books are not awesome, but we I wanted to say add- like, now I really <laughs> just want a black and white textbook. The next one, it was it was hard to make a beautiful book. I'm just going to throw that out there. It was. It added several more layers of difficulty to the process, but it was a goal of ours was to turn this into something where you're not only going to, you know, lay in bed and read it at night, but you're going to put it on your coffee table and you're going to flip through it whenever you need to pick me up or whenever you need to, you know, go back to what it is like to collaborate or whatever it may be. So, so I'm glad that I'm glad that you two seem to be getting out of it exactly what Kathleen and I wanted you to get out of like having this physical book in your hand, not only as like listeners who can recognize the content, but who can appreciate like the design and effort that went into making it something that is not just a book that you're going to throw back on your bookshelf and like forget about, but is hopefully one that you'll come back to over and over because it is is so like encompassing of not just like being creative, but like just living your life. It's really beautiful. You guys, you did such an amazing job with it. We're really, really excited for you and, and all that is going to come next from this and really excited for like, honestly, just a whole new group of fans for you. People who, you know, maybe don't know about the podcast yet, or, you know, haven't had the opportunity to see you in person at doing a workshop or leading a conference or anything like that. But when they get this in their hands or finally in their ear holes, however that works out, they're definitely going to become fans. I I just know it. You have too much good stuff here and you're so generous with it. That's, I mean, that's part of who you are as, as being boss, as Emily and Kathleen, just very generous with your gifts and your audience receives that. 
very gratefully. So yay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited <laughs> to have it out in the world for sure. Long time coming. I know. One of the things that we actually talk about in the book is fraudy feelings and how mm-hmm. to deal with that because everyone has that. And again, yeah. we're not immune to it either. So we have gone through birthing this book, but we haven't shared it with the world yet. We're like Beyonce and Jay-Z with those twins. Like nobody's really seeing the book because it hasn't published yet. Right. And so... There is this moment between creating something we're really proud of, but not getting feedback yet where we're like, I don't know, like, ah, is, is the world going to love it as much as we do? What if the world calls our baby ugly? <laughs> <laughs> I will they say well. the world. So they, no, but it is, it is affirming to hear that it is resonating with exactly the people, you know, with whom we want it to resonate. See, this is another thing that writing a book does. Like I'm saying things like with with whom whom we want it to resonate. I noticed that and I just, I high-fived you. That's that's Emily right there. That's how she (laughs) can be a better person. (laughs) (laughs) Grammar. Always striving to be a better person. But you know what y'all taught us, y'all? What y'all taught us is that someone's going to think your baby's ugly and that doesn't fucking matter because there's going to be nine other people who are going to love it. And so what I imagine is I buy all these books when I'm in the airport. I don't know what it is about airports that make me want to buy books, particularly about business. I mean, come on. So I picture her in the bookstore, in the airport, walking past the shelves and seeing all the traditional books and then seeing this beautiful book. And realizing it's about business. Yes, the beautiful cover. And that she's coming home to a place that she never thought was available to her. Okay, it is so wild that you say that. Because a lot of like whenever I'm manifesting, like a lot of it happens in airports. I feel like traveling, like you get this weird stolen time whenever you're traveling. Mm -hmm. And literally being, you know, 30,000 feet in a plane above the world, like there's just this thing that happens with time and space. And so a lot of my own dreamings and visionings and, you know, really coming up with things I want to manifest happens in airports. But also whenever I'm visualizing success, there's a lot of like airport stuff happening there. And even whenever I studied metaphysics and was looking into dreams and dream symbology, apparently airports and spaces like that are where like the, it's like a universal place where people can communicate with each other. So it's kind of like a level playing field or like a a communal place where people gather. Anyway, so I just think it's interesting, like on a metaphysical level, but then also, you know, for me, that was my biggest dream was seeing the book in an airport. So for you to say that, like, that's exactly what I'm trying to manifest. But even on a more granular level, one of my intentions and words for this year is style. And whenever I think about style, I think about how I'm carrying myself through an airport. And it's not only what I'm wearing, but like walking through an airport with confidence. And nothing would give me more confidence than seeing my book on a shelf in the airport and holding out a Sharpie and like signing it and then getting in trouble for, you know, defacing a book and just being like, (laughs) I just made it worth more. (laughs) That's like my super bratty dream. 
I love it. That's I love too it. good. That's I too feel like good. airports are like the collective consciousness come together mm. in this place, and you you dream bigger and you think differently. And and I I love airports for that reason. And being in an airplane too, you just everything seems a little bit different, a little bit more possible. So I'm yeah. glad I brought that up because it's, it's also confirmation. Like mysterious. It's also mysterious. Like you can choose to be whoever you want to be in an airport, and like you can imagine what someone's backstory is, and you can imagine that they're imagining what your backstory is. I just the amount of people watching, but I think collective consciousness, that's the word I was trying to go for there. So awesome. Michelle, what was your favorite quote? Because she's the quote girl and she's the outliner. Yeah. So I know you've got them. What see? I I guess she's got it right. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a million of them, but probably my very favorite one, it's in what it means to be boss. And it's where you say doing the work is what separates the dreamers and the talkers from the doers. It's what separates the hobbyists from the professionals. It's what separates the amateurs from the bosses. Yeah, ladies, you wrote that shit. Right? And I'm it's totally not going to cry right now. <laughs> oh, it's okay if you do. I just call them like gratitude from my eyes. They're gratitiers. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Like, we totally want to be boss. We don't want to just talk a good game. We don't want to just look the part. We want to be the part. We want to be boss. And when Nicole introduced me to your podcast, what, three years ago now, I was so blown away because it was like having a drink of cold water walking through the desert. I felt like, you know, I've I've done like the entrepreneur thing over and over and over again and not found my feet because I wasn't sure what the hell to do. But I kept trying and I kept trying and I kept trying. And then through all the corporate jobs and all the bullshit jobs and all the bullshit bosses, the micromanagement, all the nonsense, finally having a place where two badass, legit women who knew what the hell they were talking about, had all the stuff to back it up, all the facts, could get together and create a space where I could sit in and listen to your conversation like a little fly on the wall and go, oh my God, that was the piece I was missing. And then as you bring in all these incredible experts, which you've also included in your book, some of the work with them, it's just, it's so generous and it's it's so empowering. You know, I mean, it's... I want you to know like how much of a difference you've made, not only in my life and in my business, but in every relationship that it has touched. So, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm going <laughs> to cry. cry. Gratitude, no, y'all. Gratitude. Yeah, and I'm not usually the one who cries. Um, <laughs> but it's but, true. You guys are life changers. So, thank you. Yes. Thank and you. Yes. And just, I want to give the other side of that. I was never an entrepreneur. I was a therapist for 18 years and I worked for other people on soul sucking, I mean, literally soul sucking jobs. And I just had stepped into the world of the possibility of having my own space and my own job or my own business. And what did that even look like? And was that even possible? So I had never had an entrepreneurial spirit. I didn't know what that was. I had never allowed myself to go there. And so for me, it was a drink of water in that, okay, so I can actually fit here in this realm. So all that to say that this book and that you all on the podcast, that there's something for everyone and that we don't all have to be in the same place to get something out of it because, you know, our chapters that we liked were different, the quotes that we loved were different. So it really shows up with all those pillars that I think people will attach to and they'll find their place in there. So do you have a favorite that you wanted to share, Nicole? Well, you know me, I'm going to hit the money stuff. Yeah, girl, it's money jam. Stuff. I just love this. And I've heard y'all say this over and over. And it's not whimsical and it's not eloquent. 
Let's just stop <laughs> freaking out about money. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Stop freaking awesome. out about money. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, guys. Because again, whenever we thought about writing this book, we had very clear pictures and had like had a list of names of people that like when we write this book, we're writing it for these people, like these bosses that we know and that we've met and that we've hung out with. And you guys were definitely on that. Like these are the kinds of people that we want to read this book and and get something from it. So to hear that that not only not only did we did we write it with you guys in mind, but you guys are having the reactions that we exactly wanted from you. It's perfect. And I appreciate you guys sharing how much we've helped you because you guys are absolutely the reason why Kathleen and I are still here doing it. Oh, yay. Well, the sparkle hour wouldn't exist without being boss. So you're like our podcast fairy godmothers there too. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. You know, my mom listened to the episode that I was on with you all previously. <laughs> and she doesn't even listen to my podcast. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, mom, you can listen to me every week, twice a week. <laughs> Oh, well, I know that she's proud of you because, I mean, look what you brought to this world. It's too good. It's too good to keep. So thank you for sharing it. And I know we have to wrap up here because y'all have stuff that you have to get to. But before we do, just to put a little bow on it, can you let our listeners know one more time, what is the name of your new book? Oh, how dare you? (laughs) It's so funny because we never know. We don't know what the name is. No, we do. We do know what the name is. We got this. I'm going to do it with my eyes closed. (laughs) Being boss. Take control of your work and live life on your own terms. Yes. I did it. You sure did. It's Being (laughs) Boss, the book, you guys. And you can buy it wherever books are sold. I'm excited about that. And you will have links on your website for people to get to that. Yes, yeah. you can go to beingboss.club slash book. And we have some links there to some places that you can order it, plus some other information, some sharing graphics, all kinds of fun things. Um, and we'll probably have more stuff on there in the coming weeks as we gear up for actual launch of the book. Um, but lots of information is there about how you can get it and the story behind it and all of those good things. And we'll What's for sure date? include that. Oh, yeah. What's the date that it comes out? Like it comes out on April 10th, 2018. So if this podcast is releasing before then, you can still pre-order it wherever books are sold. And if the podcast is releasing after that date, well, you guys get online and buy it. The physical, <laughs> we recommend the physical copy, but you can buy it in any which format resonates for you the best. And I love that you're making the downloads available of the worksheets too, so that we don't have to mark up your gorgeous book. We can mark up the worksheets over and over and over again, which is so freaking rad. And we'll definitely include links to your website and all your goodness on our show notes. And we know that our customers have more than one business brewing or different side hustles. So you can fill out, I mean, even Emily the other day printed off stacks of worksheets, one for each business. I think she had four different stacks. I did. (laughs) That's so funny and so smart. I know. Sometimes you just need more than one version or one copy of a worksheet. So we make that possible. Nicole, tell them about your worksheet thing. Oh, oh my God. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) The one how you don't like to write on a new piece of paper. Oh, oh my God. So when we, this is just a sign. 
I know you are tattling on me. So when we were there at the Bean Boss vacation in New Orleans, and y'all gave us the worksheet, and everybody's got their head down scribbling, and Michelle's like, what are you doing? I was like, I have a phobia about writing on a clean worksheet. Like, I feel like it's the only one I'm ever going to (laughs) get. So, (laughs) like, I don't want to touch the worksheet. (laughs) But now you don't have to worry about it because they're going to be available and you can get as many as you want. And Nicole, right. we can email you those worksheets. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you just let us know. We'll send you a PDF copy. You can print off as many as you want for sure. Right. I really think it's my inner rebel who just doesn't want to do what everybody else is doing. So oh, I'm going to make an excuse. But no, really, like I have, oh my gosh, there's this beautiful, beautiful, clean worksheet. So. Right. I have new journals. I new, mine is new planners. Like I don't want to write in a planner, even that's the purpose of a planner and a worksheet <laughs> and a journal and all the things. But like, I get really weird about those first couple of planner entries. And those first couple of entries are so pretty. Like my handwriting is perfect. perfection. And then by the end of it, it's like you can't even you know, write like it. real big and crooked and sideways. <laughs> Yeah, it sure is a good thing y'all have a chapter on mindset here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where like perfectionism shouldn't be a thing. All these things that we're talking, fraudy feelings. You can just look up any of them. We're talking about all of our own issues. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie. I totally outed you on the Sparkle Hour podcast. What a dick. <laughs> dick move. It's all right. It's all good. Well, Emily and Kathleen, we love you so much. We're so excited for you, for all the new iterations of Being Boss and everything that's coming with this wonderful book and the launch. And if you go on a promotional book tour, we hope that you hit a city near us. (laughs) We'll host you for sure. And we just, we're just so excited. So thank you so much for being our dream guests today and whatever we can do to support and uh, shout it out from the rooftops. We're here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us and for reading it and for wanting to chat about it for sure. It's our pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. <laughs> Yes, please.